Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. What's new, Sarah? Well, I was going to say, and Jillian Anderson is Margaret Thatcher, something I read today. Has she been her the whole time? (laughs) This entire time, we've just somehow missed it? (laughs) I don't... Um, weird. Yeah, no, she's gonna play Margaret Thatcher in the new season of The Crown, um, which I don't actually care about, but... Yeah, that's like, even Gillian Anderson can't get me to watch a show about the British royals. I feel like this must be, like, the last British television show that she hasn't been on, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm half expecting Gillian Anderson to pop up on GBBO. Which would truly be the oh best Oh my god, thing. what if she were to be like the next host? Oh my god, or like even just a or guest, judge. Guest judge. They don't really like, you know how on like a lot of American cooking shows, they do a lot of guest judges? They yeah. They don't really ever do that on, on GBBO, but it would be, it would truly bring, bring me like, they have an honorary British person, Jillian Anderson, uh, on, she would just fit in so well with the vibe. She would have so much fun with that. Speaking of which, today is the, uh, I want to say, how how do numbers work? I think 16 year, the X, we're recording this on September 10th. Uh, the X-Files debuted September 10th, 1993. Oh so... my God. I can't believe you know that. Actually, I can. I 100% can believe you know that. To be fair, I saw it in a tweet earlier, but I could have I could have remembered it probably. Wait, so it's the sixteenth anniversary. So the X Files knows how to drive now. Wait, I'm totally No, twenty six. Twenty six. I was like, crap. How I was like, sixteen seems young. I know, I was like, wait a second. I was not watching this show like in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the the X Files has been able to rent a car in most states yeah. in the District of Columbia for about a year now. Twenty six. 26 years that is a lot that's like it went from like wow to like (laughs) yeah that's a lot of years i remember thinking about this recently that like the first episode of the x-files takes place closer to watergate than to present day stop it please stop yeah (laughs) that was emotionally destructive like we are so far out from 1993 (laughs) that was so long ago i've been watching the x-files for like like, I wonder how it would break down, but it's probably 80% of my life at this point. <laughs> it's better not to think yeah, about that. I don't know. It's that just got, that went to a dark place. But it's actually 80%. Um, I just did it in my head. It's about that. So, okay. mm. well done. <sighs> okay. In happier <laughs> news, um, news you can uh, use for Shit's Creek final season debuts uh this week or not sorry not this week this this next month in October. next month yeah both words wrong <laughs> these are just things that were announced <laughs> today not this week but this week, next no sorry month. next month <laughs> so i'm sorry january 2023 <laughs> um yeah it announced i think today that uh the final season of Shit's creek will be on and the fifth season in case you have not caught up, because I think only through four currently on Netflix will be on Netflix, uh, also starting next month. And The Good Place. And The Good Place, I'm their sorry, final just, season as I well. Just spoiled your news there, but I know I'm so excited. I mean, it's everybody's news. It's everybody's news, and it's everybody's good news. I'm so yeah. excited. For That's the September 26th. So <sighs> it's coming probably around the next time we like record probably. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. We'll have that to talk about soon. Um, yeah. Um, I like using the top of the show for like TV news updates also. I think that's helpful. Yeah. We're here. And that, to be that helps people like that are like, I only want to listen for the news and then mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to these two broads discuss TV. I'm just here for the news. I'm just here for the hard-hitting news of of three news bites about non-American About weird, like, easily Googleable. Yeah. Googleable? Googleable, yeah. Googleable. It can't be Googleable. That's just, that's not, it's Googleable. Googleable. Yeah, I like the, I like the emphasis on, that's good. I like that. Um, Yeah. That's our news for the week on TV, I think. There's probably other news, but... I don't have any news. Um, 
oh, you know what we should do is we should jump to Great British Baking Show because yeah. it's been so much fun. Speaking yeah. of Julian Anderson, but it's been like so much fun to be watching it while um uh while it actually ev- airs. It airs like yeah. in with with the British people. Yeah, so. this is so exciting. I didn't realize they were doing it in this format. Uh, I think maybe we talked about it briefly when, when uh, I think you knew that. Um, and we had discussed how it was coming. And it's kind yeah. of fun. It's fun to watch things as they happen again. I enjoy, you know, it's, as you know, it's being such a forced. Pleasure. Yeah, I, I enjoy being forced to, like, take it, you know. We're like that um, John Mulaney character in, where he's the old timer old-timey guy and difficult people where he just rides around on like bicycles <laughs> and eats like hard candy and like <laughs> and yells at the sky like that's yeah like, yeah it's like Half we're, but we're like we be. just love to watch tv one episode every week right <laughs> how things used to be how um, quaint I am loving the new season. Um, good contestants, as always. Um, as always. The loved, Halloween lady is so great. Lady. She is maybe my Helena. favorite person who has ever been on the show. Um, she's There's a lady who is like, what makes it better is she's sort of like vaguely Eastern European. Like, yeah, I can't place where she's from like she, I'm maybe just she's imagining, greek maybe she, maybe she's like romanian i'm just well, imagining she's not ro- romanian even though yeah i don't think that's it but like yeah but she has her. yeah and she has that accent because there's that one very uncomfortable moment where she's saying that she's going to make a cake like a fairy garden and paul hollywood just is staring at her and after a while, you realize that he thinks that she's saying furry garden. <laughs> and it's like deeply uncomfortable because she's clearly so embarrassed. She's like, oh, no, I know what you're thinking. Anyway, it's very funny. <laughs> I love her because her accent makes her a little bit spookier. Also, the, the something I love that they've been doing since Noel Fielding and Sandy became the host is that they they make the show like very uh, homoerotic in yes. a lot of ways. Yes. And there's like once there's this one part of the most recent episode where the the guy is making a or like two episodes ago, the one guy is making a cake that looks like the uh Apollo rocket to mm-hmm. the moon, the sixty nine rocket, and he's like shaping the cone. So he's putting the fondant over the rice crispy cone and they like purposely show it like twice. It's so suggestive. Well it's great also because I didn't really realize this, but uh Tom knew Sandy like in I guess from like British stuff and I didn't really know her. Um but I didn't really either. Yeah, but apparently she was kind of like maybe sort of like the England's Ellen like not in the like just in that she was a a big figure you know who was gay and sort of was one of the first like big popular culture figures in the UK who was like out and you know um just kind of uh was part of the you know sort of like Matt you know acceptance of of uh gay people like in the 90s and in uh in, in England. So hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah. I also, um, as always, Noel's fashion has been really on point this season. He was wearing he's an so amazing. Great. He's wearing like a dino. I don't know. I was like, I'm sure he was wearing a sweater that like had a really awesome, like weird alien monster on it. And then it yeah. like said on the side, it said dinosaur junior. And I was like, is dinosaur junior? Like, it's not like merch, like for the band. It, yeah. It do you think like he a, had that commissioned? Right. I was like, <laughs> I mean, like, is Dinosaur Jr. like a brand? If so, how? Because that name must be trademarked. But like, <laughs> I was Jay very... Maskus is out there designing sweaters for like, <laughs> like men that are on various points of this the the sexual spectrum. All exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I love that idea. Yeah. Um, it was a great sweater. Uh, of course, also we have to give a shout out to um, the like bro like 20 year old bro who seemed to have popped out of 1998 with frosted <laughs> tips and a pacific He's sunwear so shirt funny. oh my god this kid was like i loved him he was just you know he was 
on his way out the second the show started. I think he really yeah. fucked up in two episodes um, and went home pretty early. But he was but, such a sweet dummy. I, I love know. that he has a twin. I know. Oh, my God. The best part of GBBO, truly. I mean, it's not the best part, but, like, I love the, like, weird snippets of B-roll that they play for each person. It's just... Uh, yeah, him, when like, you know that this is all, like, super staged and awkward. Like, there's this one part where they're, like, the the one woman, they're, like, talking about her husband and her son. And they're, like, and he loves to play rugby. And then they show him, like, at rugby practice. But, like, there's no one on the sidelines except, <laughs> like, the mother and the son. But the whole team is out there playing. And I'm, like, how humiliated this kid must be that they're, like, go play rugby. Like, we're going to have to shoot this. And we're going to have to make all your friends come and pretend to be practicing rugby. <laughs> I know, and then I well, and then with the the with the twin with the kid, they, his was when they introduced the fact that he has a twin. He's like they're doing the like the mirror routine, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> where they're just looking at like they're like mimicking each other, and then one walks away. It's oh. well, it, it kind of got me too. Oh, that's great. I'm just so glad the world is a little bit of a brighter place when Great British Bake Off is. I on. agree. I agree. So we will keep watching that, and um, we will. Yeah, and check continue out. to have opinions. Yeah, and it's not too late, you know. I mean, you can like since it's it's being doled out one by one, so on Netflix. Um, so yeah, very very fun. Come join us in this cozy space. Um, we'll talk about another British show uh, in a bit. Yes. Um, but what did so- you watch this these past two weeks besides? Besides, uh, besides rerunning old episodes of Great British Bake Off, yeah. um, I watched, so I watched Showtime's, um, On Becoming a God in Central Florida. Um, do you like it? I do like, I think that you would like it a lot. I have a feeling I would too. I just yeah. can't watch Showtime. I know. I'm hoping, so it's on Showtime. A lot of things that are on Showtime do, uh, eventually get on Hulu. Um, yeah. So, because uh, you can, like, subscribe to Showtime through Hulu, I think. So, um, the way you can with HBO. So, I think that hopefully, maybe when the season's over, it'll be on Hulu. We should watch out for that. Because it's really a great show. Apparently, Kristen, uh, Kristen Dunst had spent... She's also an executive producer of the show. Mm-hmm. And she'd spent, like, several years trying to get it um, to TV. And apparently, it was supposed to be on YouTube... when uh youtube was briefly doing scripted programming and like trying to be its own network also and then it sort of they had had uh, developed a deal with with her um production company to do it and then they like pulled out of doing scripted programming so but it landed at showtime um it's a lot of fun um on becoming a god it's also interesting so it's about um, I think that, you know, in the last few years, multi-level marketing scams have really kind of, you know, I think there's been a lot of reporting about them. There's been a lot of kind of new, you know, sort of like wokeness surrounding uh, market multi-level marketing scams. You listened to The Dream, right? The podcast? No, I didn't. Oh, man. Okay. If you have not listened to The Dream, it is a amazing but uh, short uh, podcast. It's like maybe six or seven episodes by Jane Marie, um, who used to be at This American Life. And um, she's written a lot of other places. And it's a great podcast that is about sort of Basically, what is what are multi-level marketing scams? How how have they, they ha, you know, how they have always been insidious? Just from the very beginning, obviously, um, a predatory, destructive business model that literally ruins people's lives, um, and really just like kind of traces the history. And also, Jane Marie, the host of the podcast, she grew up in like very economically depressed uh, rural Michigan. And most of her family still lives there. And a lot of them, a lot of her like family and friends that she grew up with have been involved with multi-level marketing scams. Um, So she's like kind of a lot of experience with it as well. Um, Anyway, it's a great primer on multi-level marketing scams. It is fascinating and I highly recommend it. Um, It's called The Dream. I was also listening this week. It was kind of fun to watch 
on Becoming God in Central Florida. I was also listening to a podcast that aired on the Canadian Broadcasting uh, Company, the CBC's um, uh, corporation, or yeah, I guess it's the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's uh, podcast called Uncover, and they did a um, series on the Nexium multi-level marketing scam, which is insane. And I listened to it this week, and I must just also recommend it because it is wild it's called uncover nexium uh the ceo behind nexium is like being actually uh sentenced in uh his criminal case like this week so it's very rare that anyone involved in these scams actually faces any repercussions for how horrible they are but um so on becoming a god in central florida takes place in the early 90s i think when like multi-level marketing scams are kind of at a fever pitch sort of i mean maybe not more than they are now honestly but um like amway and mary Kay, like they're kind of still at this point recognized as like more or less legitimate um business enterprises that are like being validated by like various members of the government at all times uh which is what i kind of learned about in the dream but um so travis stubbs is a guy who is extremely into uh, a multi-level marketing scam called Founders American Merchandise or FAM. They just sell all kinds of like household crap, like paper towels and and just low quality goods. Um, And he has a wife named Crystal who's Kristen Dunst and they have an infant. Um, And I don't want to, there's a great twist in the first episode. I don't want to spoil it. So I'm just going to say that um, Crystal basically needs to come up with a lot of money quickly um and her husband is gone and so she inherits uh his upline uh which is like the person who recruited you into the multi-level marketing scam who's uh, another like real true believer named cody and this guy is just like obsessed with uh with fam and fam's founder who is a dude named obi garbo who uh has just a series of tapes that you can listen to describing the garbo method which is basically his method of you know selling products and recruiting uh new people into the scam and you know people basically treat him like a god and so kristen dunst uh is originally kind of plans to you know take them down she wants to take them down because her husband had run her into you know he had obviously racked up it's what happens with these things you have to put up so much money to buy product and you if you can't sell it then you're thousands and thousands of dollars in debt um and so that's exactly what's happened here and so Kristen Dunst is originally going to try and like kind of out the play thing as this whole thing as a scam but then she kind of realizes actually she's really good at um you know she kind of has the ruthlessness uh mm-hmm. that you need to you know sell people on this so she even though she's fully aware that it's a scam um she decides to get involved because she needs money needs to keep a roof over her head and feed her kid um and i just think the show does a really good job of kind of showing you both the circumstances that you know people find themselves in that i think do lead them down this road um unfortunately to get involved with mlms and but i mean kirsten dunst is so good i mean who doesn't love kirsten dunst uh mean people seriously like you know if you don't like kristen dunst i want to say to you i actually rewatched bring it on this week randomly (laughs) and let me tell you there's actually a lot of parts that don't hold up but she's still good and always has been she's so i watched bring it on recently and there are a lot of parts that you would think don't hold up but somehow like are okay like i was expecting that show to be way worse or that movie to be way worse now but it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be oh no i loved it as a teen and it's still really entertaining i feel like the parts that don't hold up there's a lot of just like kind of really gross homophobia yeah uh, and then also just like other just really kind of like skeevy implications of like scamming on cheerleaders and stuff like that and like that stuff's gross. I mean, there's some like outwardly homophobic stuff and it's like, uh, I shouldn't have watched it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
But Kristen Dunst is really good in this. I mean, she's like, like I said, she's ruthless. She's willing to kick the ass of any man who gets in her way. Um, but, you know, and she loves her husband, who's like a total loser. And, you know, she's willing to leave him um, if, you know, if he doesn't walk away from this. You can't retire tomorrow. Crystal, I know what I'm Not doing. Not yet. We got to return the spam stuff. Rebel Rapids wasn't having it. What? But that Rebel Rapids deal gets us enough FB to go Silver Jefferson. Jesus, Joseph and Mary, there is no Rebel Rapids deal. Would have been great, but Stan said no. So you're not going Silver Jefferson. You can't leave CAA. You can't even buy fucking doppers with FP. Oh, real nice. Here come the Fs. Travis, we can't afford to do this. We can't afford not to do this. Oh, Travis, you're sleeping what? 10 hours a week? You're delirious. Sit down. Listen to me. Sit down, please. Forget the business. I'm your wife. Well, I love you. Well, I love you too. And Founders is an expression of that love. Founders is a fantasy. Um, but she also, you know, is really compassionate. She clearly loves the people in her lives and she has a lot of conflicted feelings about getting involved with this thing that she is fully aware, um, you know, came very, you know, basically did destroy her family's uh, livelihood and, and she's willing to get other people involved, even her good friends. One of the, there's some really great um, supporting cast members, uh, most of whom I don't really recognize from anything else, except for uh, Julie Benz, who was Darla on Angel, if anyone oh. remembers that. Um, but... You know, one of her good friends is this guy who works at a water park with her named Ernie, who's uh, he's just he's heartbreaking and really good. And I just think that it's easy to draw a lot of broad kind of caricatures with a show like this when you're talking about, again, an economically depressed community like Central Florida. I think it's easy to kind of go with sort of like white trash tropes in something like Mm -hmm. this. But these are really, for the most part, fully you know, realized characters. And I am really excited to see where it goes. Um, I think that we have been owed a great TV work about MLMs, honestly. So I think that this uh, is definitely a worthy, um, a worthy contender for that, for that uh, throne. So I think it's fun. It's, there's been four episodes, you know, there's probably eight or 10. um, So I'm I'm excited about that. If you have access to Showtime, I definitely recommend uh, checking out um, On Becoming a God in, in Central Florida. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really good. It's fun. It's fun. It's like, you know, a little depressing, but fun. And man, definitely check out The Dream and uh, the CBC's Uncover podcast on Nexium because truly wild stuff uh yeah very entertaining but what have you been watching um so i watched uh i got back onto the murder mystery train um you might recall the australian uh show miss fisher's murder mysteries which takes place in the 20s yeah i don't think Um, i knew that i don't think i knew that it was like a period Piece. yeah it takes place in the 20s so she is like and she's she's all fabulous because she wears trousers and you know <laughs> it takes place in 1920s late 1920s melbourne um there's like three seasons of it and it seems to time seems to pass there are multiple christmases and yet the stock market never crashes in the u.s so <laughs> it's not clear what year this takes place in, but i think it's permanently set in 1928 okay. anyway <laughs> i really love the show uh it's that features Essie Davis as Franny Fisher, um, who you may know from the Babadook. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, right she's that. great. But anyway, they did. I just learned this past weekend that um, Australian Broadcasting Corp did a spinoff of Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries that takes place in the early '60s Melbourne, and it features or it, it, the, the main character is Phryne Fisher's niece who inherits all of her, uh, like, 
estate basically and becomes learns to become a private detective as well um and it's basically like this show was engineered in a lab for me because it's a murder mystery but it also it's like the the mod fashion is amazing the music is so good like all this like like reverby like guitar and like um you know early rock and roll and the um the house that she lives in is this like beautiful frank lloyd wright type uh mid-century house and the furniture is awesome anyway it also features a hot detective Mm. who seems like he, he seems like very kind and a little bit dim and like very handsome so like perfect um so i give it five stars if you like murder mysteries and you like 1960s mod fashion um i recommend it i had to get a free trial of acorn tv uh, to watch it which i believe your mother has I was gonna recommended <laughs> yep my mom uh definitely the one of the only people i know who has the <laughs> well access. no my parents have it too okay. which is how, <laughs> how you watch yeah, it when i was at my mom and my stepfather's house this weekend they told me about this show and i was like oh so i went to go watch it on amazon and was like oh god i have to have acorn tv so i did the free trial but i'll probably um i feel like if anyone cancel it i feel like if anyone should have acorn it's you i know but the thing is there's just so much tv and there's so many tv shows that are murder mystery i don't know maybe but it's 4.99 a month which is just like you know on top of all my other streaming commitments, that's just a lot. It's true. It's true. In case you aren't aware, Acorn is like the streaming service that basically just provides you all like, is it, it's like British and Australian or is it just British? I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Commonwealth murder. Sure. I guess. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And what's it? Probably Canadian too. And who knows? And what's this show called again? It's called, oh, it's so the original show the original is, is Miss Fisher's, Fisher's Murder yeah. Mysteries. This show, the spinoff is called Ms. Get it? Yep. Ms. Fisher's Modern Mysteries. Got it. Because <laughs> it's modern. Right. It's mod. Anyway, it's great. No one knows mod uh, like the Brits, so that works. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Excellent. Australian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wait, same thing. Watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> same diff. Yes. All right. Anyway, it's fun. There's only four episodes, but they're really long, so... um I love a good long mystery. So. A good long cozy mystery. Uh. Um, but yeah, we should. Oh, and you know what? Uh, before I forget, I have to issue a correction. Yeah. Um, our friend Patrick, who listens to the podcast, hi Patrick. Hey Patrick. He told me recently that one, he loves our show, but two, <laughs> that. Um, Remember, I, and maybe you, but I know I did. I was complaining about that scene in Stranger Things season three where Elle is just sitting in front of the freezer trying to connect to Billy. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, close the freezer door. Right. Apparently, they have to, for any of you listeners that were like annoyed with me and yelling at your, I was going to say iPod, but that's not a thing anymore. Wow. Your phone. really threw it back there. (laughs) (laughs) apparently she needs to have it cold to like access the i don't know it was explained to me twice i don't remember which i think also goes to show you how poor the writing was of 11 i feel like she's like done she does she's done the thing though where she's not cold yeah, I mean, maybe there's they're accessing some other thing. Now we're pissing off people all over again that understand it, but I maintain that it's just not good. Here's the thing. It doesn't yeah, matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, but anyway, issuing a correction, because I've been taught well to always issue corrections. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably have moving a Moving on to things we liked a lot. What was we that? We should probably have a correction segment of the show, honestly. But I think that it's best that we never... We're ac- never wrong. Yeah, we never... I think it's best that we never acknowledge our human fallacies. We don't have... Yeah. 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 yeah we're perfect. Yeah. But yeah, moving on to things we liked a lot more. I think we're going to talk about the show that Sarah mentioned last episode. Um... The British show called This Way Up is only six very short episodes, um, just like twenty-minute episodes. It's God written bless and created the by as if we haven't was, as if I haven't said it enough this ep- this episode. Like God br- bless the British, honestly. I know six twenty-minute episodes, perfect. Yeah, 
Um, they, yeah, so the show is written and created by Ashling B, um, a Irish stand-up comedian, um, and it is produced by Sharon Horgan um, of Catastrophe, another uh, boob tube favorite. She plays Ashling's character, Anya's older sister, Shona. Um, and the show is wonderful. I knew about Ashling B because of my favorite episode of Travel Man uh, with Richard yes, Iowade. You have spoken of Travel Man. Yes. Yeah, the episode where they go to Budapest, and they and like, she goes with him. Is her? Yeah, she's the she's the guest, and she's. I was like, she's funny. Like, who is this person? She's so funny, and that's how I first heard about her. She's a delight. I love her. Um, also, it's just the way she says Shona. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I love listening to her because it's usually when she's like, when she usually when she's saying her sister's name, she's saying it in somewhat of like a lament, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. Shona, you know, like it's always just with a lot of emotion behind it. Yeah, she has a much thicker Irish accent than Sharon Horgan. Much, yeah, doesn't make a ton of sense. They also don't yeah. look anything alike, but that's okay. Well, Sharon Horgan's <laughs> character, Shona, maybe, like, works, she, since she works in, like, finance and, like, banking. True, she's Money working. stuff. Yeah, she's working with she, all uh, more international. Yeah, so maybe her, yeah. her, her, whatever you call it, lilt, I don't know. Yeah, is, uh, is less. Yeah, we can, sure, we can buy that. We can buy that. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, I mean, I talk, I think I had only watched two episodes when I, when I talked about it last time, but yeah. We've, I don't know how you didn't just like watch all six. I know, right I was row. trying to be, you know, and then of course I just watched the, the other four all in a row. <laughs> like I just, yeah. like I was trying to be like dull. No, I didn't. I just watched them all. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it's good to like spread things out, but like if you are enjoying it at, at its peak. Yeah. While binging, just like go for it. And if you can it. watch like, the whole thing in like two and a half hours, oh, you know, it's like, yeah. you're just oh. going to watch the whole thing. Um, and it's so funny. It's so funny. It's really sweet. I, I think I mentioned this last time, but I enjoy that it's, um, you know, it's not quite, it, it's not very, not a lot happens. Like it's not very emotionally no. fraught. There's, there's a plot, but I mean... And there's a few key events, um, but yeah, like things happen. Things happen, but it's but, it's not like you know you're not like drowning in uh, angst. Um, yeah, and it's just it feels very aside from the fact that everyone's beautiful as you know always uh, with television. But I mean, like it, it just feels it has a kind of a naturalistic feel. Um, yeah, I liked a lot. Like the stakes were not terribly high. Yeah. Um, and like the obvious comparison, I think, um, has been Fleabag, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's show, because it also features like a sort of, quote, fuck up younger sister with a very successful older sister, one parent. Um, like, because the, the premise of the show is that Anya Ashling's character is just got out of rehab after a, quote, teeny nervous breakdown. <laughs> um, but the show's just a lot lighter than Fleabag. It leaves you wanting more in a different way like Fleabag's just like kind of emotionally devastating this is um really funny like I laughed so hard at so many points in this when Ashling B I think her her style of comedy is um (laughs) she's like always making jokes that sort of only she gets (laughs) <laughs> yeah which i love and or, or a lot of times shona gets them too and they, they yeah obviously or she's share. just making jokes like at every moment yeah yeah it's she's always it's yeah she doesn't have a lot of i think she she has a hard time kind of sitting with herself and yeah uh, and and just you know not filtering things through it's not sarcasm really it's not like cynicism it's just she kind of turns no it's like everything. levity yeah exactly yeah. it's like kind of she turns everything sort of into a joke but again not in a way where it's like you know you have some character being like why don't you ever take things seriously it's like she's just making a lot of jokes and like sometimes people don't get them you know <laughs> like yeah. sometimes they do and it's funny um, I and I think something I appreciated about this show too is that I feel like a lot of times when the the entire like you mentioned there's you know not a whole lot of plot and what drives these kind of shows forward where it's basically the 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 
through line is someone's mental health or like their own behavior is you end up getting frustrated with them not maybe understandably like like you understand their motivations um but you still like it's there's this discomfort where you know exactly that that this character is doing something wrong and i think the show is refreshing too because it didn't really have that everything Mm -hmm. she did was just like she took she was taking care of herself and that's the kind of the point Mm -hmm. is that like you she was lucky she had all these like assistance like mental health assistance and like she's doing things right but life is still hard right yeah life is what she you know she kind of gets sort of back involved with her ex-boyfriend kind of you know she was like, played by um chris gear the guy who played jimmy shive overly overly in uh uh, uh you're, you're the, the worst, worst. Yeah. yeah who i didn't know was british Oh wait, he's is he British on the show? Wait, are you he's super English and you're the worst. Is he British on the show? That's right, he is. Okay. I haven't seen Yeah, his name right. is Jimmy Shive Overly. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I I've seen like actually cuz I've only seen like the first two seasons of You're the Worst and I've always meant to go back to it. Um yeah. and finish it. Yeah. So I haven't seen it in a while. That's right. He is British. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is really he's good. He's good at being an asshole. He's just like yeah, and he's not yeah. he's not as much of an asshole. Right. Which one. again, like, like I like that people aren't really, you know, it's he's not a he doesn't seem like he's a bad guy. He's not a great guy, but he does seem to genuinely yeah. care about about her. They just, you know, they really yeah. didn't work out. Um and uh, and then, you know, the other sort of romantic plot line for her. So do you, you knew this actor, Tobias Menzies? Tobias Menzies, I yeah. Know him. Wait, do you do not, did you not recognize no. him? No. Where is he from? Oh my God. He's, um, God, he's in, he's so many, th- he's a really popular, uh, English, English actor. actor. He, yeah. He, he, his big thing, he's the bad guy in, um, what's it called? The... Outlander. Okay. Um, okay. But he plays like I'd be. He's in like I'd be willing to bet things, he's he, in an episode of Black Mirror at least one. So oh, that doesn't surprise yeah, me. I would. I yeah. would. I. I'm not sure of that, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me either. He's yeah. He's great. He plays uh, a sort of very bristly. Uh, is that the word? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's bristly. He he. He's so funny because he also like I love when he's in serious roles, but he's supposed to be funny. Like he has a really great like small role in the latest Bridget Jones movie, um, Bridget Jones's Baby. He plays uh, like her like obstetrician, I think, yeah. and like he's super funny in this. But he plays it completely straight, and he's the father of Ash- so Anya's character or Anya, the character is a English is a second. Um, English as a foreign language tutor and instructor and she's like really good at it she's like really fun to watch her teach but she um she one of her uh two t's I guess is um this like French boy Etienne whose mother just died and now he has to go live with his like his father who like never really met him uh, who is Tobias Menzies character Richard um, and he's kind of like, yeah, I wouldn't say like bris maybe yeah, maybe bristly, but like he's just like seems like super dull and like he's a little cold he's you know a little cold yeah, yeah but he still see, is so charming i think that's why tobias menzies is like so great yeah yeah he's he's great and, and you know right so she's tutoring his son of course they sort of have a spark but he's really she's kind of awkward and he's kind of awkward and you know that doesn't yeah they're just kind of like they just have a fun back and forth um, over over the episodes as well. Um, yeah, there's a great exchange where it's his birthday and she <laughs> she he tells her that she's he's turning forty six and she's like anyway it's very funny I have the clip. So age are you then? Forty six. Oh. Oh, do you think it was? Seventy. No, what? Seventy two. Seventy two. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> 46 uh, too old for you then what for me to live until i love it yeah i love where he uh he came out of the womb uh <laughs> reading proust yeah um speaking of age by the way so asif manvi who is a daily show uh he's great here uh correspondent he plays uh shona's uh boyfriend um do you guess how old he is i'm like what do you gonna- just guess i would guess he's 39 up 40 go higher go higher what 50 go higher 
go higher. Are you joking? <laughs> He's 53. He's 53. He was born in 1966. Asif Manvi was born in 1966? I couldn't believe that. And he's actually British American. He was like born in Mumbai, but he's British American. So that accent he's doing, it, where it's a weird half, might not be. I thought it was kind of like they were making fun of the fact that he was American. But like, he does have like, I, he has like... Uh, uh, dual nationality. What? I I, my mind is yeah. blown. I felt like I was being. I know. I just had to share that. I couldn't believe it myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. He looks great. Um. He's very good on this. I think the episode where they go uh, to, Sh- to Shona and um, and uh, Anya and their mother go to visit. I love uh, that. <laughs> his family. Um. With. Uh, you know, I, I forget if there's, oh, I think it's his dad's birthday. Is that what it is? It's his dad's birthday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they go out and that I think is maybe my favorite episode. That had the scene that made me like pause because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it's for like their mom. Um, Who is Shona and wonderful. Anya's mom is like, sing that one song you always sing about like with the ghost. Oh, oh no, mommy. I'm singing. The one about the ghost. Oh, it's not, not about, it's not about ghosts, ghosts, mommy. Sing it. No! It's not me, it's not my family. In your head, in your head, they are fighting with their tanks and their bombs and their bombs and their guns. In your head, in your head, they are crying. In your head, in your head, zombie, zombie, zombie. remember like thinking specifically like god women can be like women are so funny and then later in that episode there's a really good throwaway line that the mom says where she just basically says offhandedly like no men don't get jokes and I was like yes it's it's so good she is a delight oh my god and it's so great she's so well written where you can really see where their like dry but silly senses of humor come from uh from from just just even i mean you know it's like i just love that where you you spend 10 minutes with a character and you're like oh yeah i see the through yeah. lines you yeah. know to to these other characters um uh, just delightful if you have not seen uh this way up it's on hulu um it's wonderful uh again it'll take you two hours yeah and i also like recommend um reading like an interview in the New York Times. Oh, I need to read um, that. Ashling B. Um, It's really good. There's like this one line. Let's see if I can find it that I just wanted to like read out. Um, She writes, she talks a lot about how like the show is basically about like loneliness, like millennial loneliness too. Um, And, but also like immigrants, like the kind of like the link between those two. Oh, here it was. With women for so long, we were eye-rolling, sighing, perfect things, and we were either virgins or mothers or sluts. It's hard to do this in an American (laughs) accent. I feel like it should be in an Irish accent. Everyone wants to be seen with all their complexities, and that comes with as many different types of stories as possible. And if that feels like a relief in many ways, and I think that next step is having that intersectionality. That's where we have to make sure we keep the door open for other people as well. That was a great... That was brave of you, Amanda. (laughs) thanks thanks very much i don't think it was a very good irish accent i don't think that was close to her irish accent but i just felt like i couldn't read that with my ohio accent actually watching this show was helpful because i'm currently i'm like almost done with this book uh milkman which is uh won the man booker prize last year and it's by an irish uh woman and it's kind of about ireland it's sort of about ireland during the troubles and um anyway it was very helpful because yeah it was the same thing where like i'm reading it in my voice in my head i'm like this is wrong <laughs> like yeah it was good to have a uh you know be be watching an irish you know an irish uh yeah actor um and and it's also the book is from the perspective of, of uh, a female character so i was like oh cool i have that accent to sort of like use in my head <laughs> yeah you can just like listen to that yeah um great show so yeah highly recommend it definitely one of my favorites this year yeah um delightful what are we watching over the next two weeks sarah 
I want to watch another Showtime show uh, called... You? This is (laughs) deeply unfair. I know. (laughs) I want to watch it, but I also want to watch a non-Showtime show. I want to watch one called uh, Couples Therapy, which I feel like has sort of been done a few times, even just by HBO. There's a um, show several years ago called Tell Me You Love Me and another one called In Treatment, um, which are both like about therapists and like their patients. Um, But Couples Therapy is is like six episodes, and I think each one is like a different uh, session with like a different couple. I love like... You know, I love, like, advice columns and everything adjacent to advice columns. So this is kind of yes. up my alley. I was really into Tell Me You Love Me. Um, so I'm interested in that. I've also been listening to the, uh, I'm just, like, really crazy on podcast episode uh, recommendations. This is not a podcast podcast. But what if it was? <laughs> I listened to enough this of the worst podcast ever. I hate <laughs> I it. I hate that idea so much, Sarah. I could just recommend podcasts. I've been listening to the Where Do We Begin podcast, uh, which is also about a... Um, couples therapist Esther Pearl uh, which is kind of amazing Um, and uh, I also had the new season of Room 104 coming soon to HBO it's coming I think this week uh, in time for the Halloween season Uh, as we know I like to watch seasons of Room 104 it's the anthology kind of creepy anthology series on HBO about a hotel room and uh, the different stories that happened in that hotel room. Every season, I'm like, mm, this was only fine. And I'll be like, this episode was not And then good. you watch it. And then I watch yeah. the whole thing. I'm like, ah, oh, but they're so creepy and weird. And so the good ones are really good. Um, yeah. But then the bad ones are generally really bad. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Also, of course, we discussed uh, The Good Place coming back yeah. soon. Yeah, but that's, yeah, we still that's got a couple, couple weeks, couple so weeks you got to fill your time somehow. I've been looking at my like, work calendar, and I'm like, oh, it's like basically already mid-November at this point. I'm just like <laughs> jumping way forward, and it's stressing me out. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, are... Yeah, drawback. Do you have any You watches? know what? To be Honestly, I might just see what I can watch on Acorn in the next four days. Until yeah, <laughs> okay. Fair, fair. See, you... I might come back with some like mystery recommendations. Um, Ten bucks, yeah. you get involved with something, and then wind up having to pay the five dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's be honest. Of course, I will. But, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, be good to the yourself. Same way, I realized like two years later that I still was paying for CBS All Access, despite <laughs> yeah. watching just so I could have watched like one episode of the new Star Trek. Didn't <laughs> like it, and then forgot that it was on a free trial. For two years, and now years? have given CBS like a hundred fifty dollars. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, I'm mad. I was kind of like, can't you see? I haven't watched a damn thing with your like your streaming service, uh, and give me my money back. <laughs> damn, that sucks. Yeah, yeah they'll get no, you. No, I know. Idiot <laughs> move, but. Um, but things I'm not watching, um, I tried to watch this show that Net or that Hulu pushed to me because I watch Community. They were like, you should watch the show. Welcome to Sweden. It was like, I think like Amy Poehler produced it, but like it was creator, like written by, and it stars her brother. Um, I could not finish the first episode and you know, I love like silly, just like sitcoms was short-lived it only lasted one season and like you can totally see why so if hulu tries to do the same shit to you and it's like you'll love this show you love old nbc sitcoms no it's not (laughs) funny it's like weirdly slow paced you're kind of just like like everything could have been edited twice as fast or something it's anyway it's not good man all right that it honestly sounds terrible so yeah um is there anything else you're not watching um i'm not watching uh the deuce yeah who the deuce is still on i can't apparently that's weird apparently they flashed forward to do you think they meant to cancel it (laughs) i mean right and someone just like forgot to press the button someone forgot (laughs) to tell maggie gyllenhaal and she just kept showing up i mean this is the final season apparently they've jumped forward to the 80s which god sounds like it's only gonna make it worse um more cocaine yeah like i don't man i just that's not i'm like did who needed to put this out into the universe that's another show that people are like is actually really good the same with succession and yet i just have no interest 
I don't. Oh, also, I, I our friend Amy tried to watch Succession, and she like texted me. She's like, "Watch it is so boring. Couldn't finish the first episode." So I know there's Succession uh, acolytes out there listening. Um, there are some of us that don't want to watch. I'm like tempted, honestly. I like remain Hold strong, Sarah. But I just feel like I'm not losing anything by not watching it. I just don't need to watch a show that tells me it. Like, what am I going to get out of it? Like that rich people are assholes. Like, yeah, I I know. Yeah. I'm just, I don't, I'm like somewhat tempted, you know, but I, just because I like to be part of the zeitgeist. (laughs) Yeah. You're such a sheep. You're such a follower. I know. I like to know what people are talking about, but I can't, I just don't like, I don't know. I I would, I just got into cross stitching and I would rather be (laughs) cross stitching Elizabeth Warren's face I can't wait for you to finish that. I know. I got into cross-stitching this week, and I have started Elizabeth Warren's face as my premiere project, and it's delightful. Sarah texted me a photo of her chin, and it looks (laughs) very Elizabeth Warren chin-like, I gotta say. Currently working on her right ear. (laughs) Oh, good. That's her good listening ear. Um, She really listens to the workers. (laughs) Right, exactly. That's where she's like, yeah, she listens. That's the prominent one. That's the good ear. So you got to get right in that one. Um, I also now have to issue a correction. <laughs> um, what? One more correction. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I thought that season six of Schitt's Creek also came at the end of this year. It's at the beginning of next year. Just the season okay. five is on Netflix. So it was previously only on Pop TV slash you had to buy it on Amazon. It wait, wait. Be- so... so- Shit's Creek season five is on Netflix now. No, it will still be on in October, but I also thought the season six was coming in the fall, but it is. Oh, actually oh, coming. it's not. No, it is coming in the new year. Oh. So that's my correction. Oh, now we that's each get to do it. Can I know. you go back to the beginning of the podcast and fix that? Yeah, I'll go back there. And, okay, and yeah, just go back in time. I'll just go back in time. Everyone uh, rewind. And when you rewind now, it'll be right. So all those people I was talking about that just come for the hard-hitting news are going to come for the hard-hitting news anymore because they're be like, going to be like turning on pop TV in October and be like, where's shit's Greek? Sarah! Let's be real. Yeah, again, if you're coming to us for the hard-hitting news, you've got bigger problems. <laughs> we don't fact-check this stuff, folks. We don't. Oh, and my friend Drew, just because he, one of Drew's favorite things was how we, like, like months and months ago we were like not watching um new amsterdam that medical drama right like drew drew every time he sees an ad for new amsterdam like text me it's really funny he um just texted me now that he has saw an ad for a new nbc show that looks on par with new amsterdam for cheesiness um (laughs) so we're gonna investigate this and let you know next week this is a cliffhanger Ooh, dun, yeah. dun, dun. I wonder if people who listen to this show wind up getting like you know ads for different shows based on listening to this show. I hope our voices are not being somehow yeah memorialized that way. But into the nothing void. would surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Uh, that's it. We'll be back more with more television in a few weeks. Bye, Amanda. Bye.